everybody and welcome back. My name is Summer and this is Ray, and we are here to talk to you about all things wellness, entrepreneurship, and mamahood and how they all relate and correlate and how we can be the best versions of ourselves in each of those spaces and still feel confident. And so today we're going to be talking about traveling with kids and it's super time sensitive. This is a real time <laughs> conversation uh, for a lot of reasons. Like we both uh, have traveled extensively, you more than me. Uh, however, you're about to like embark on a new adventure. Share with, with our people what that is. First of all, I want to say this that introduction you just did was like perfect. Like I think oh. if you had written it and practiced it, it would not have come yeah. out that good. Yeah, I did it. <laughs> I was I'm like, fly what? by the seat of my pants. I was like, oh my god, that is like so good. <laughs> um, yes, yes, traveling with kids because both of us are travelers. Both of us love traveling so much. And I remember when I met you, it was the first time that I was like, what? Well, it is possible to travel with kids, not. Those Instagram people that you see that somehow they have a kid in their photo, but you're like, how do you even manage that? But like real people travel with kids, right? Um, and travel indefinitely, like long-term travel, not just like a vacation a year kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And so I always aspire to continue this lifestyle with kids. And had I not thought I could do it with kids, I probably would not have had kids or at least not this early on because traveling is for me not just a hobby or like a you know it's my livelihood it's what i love doing i think my purpose is to discover this earth in its entirety as much as i can and it's my biggest passion and goal um and now that i have a baby i just get so excited just thinking of showing her all these places like i've got outfits for this trip <laughs> um, so you'll be taking the instagram pictures i think oh my gosh excited or thinking of her memories um anyway and so yeah we are we've decided to move to hawaii uh to the big island of hawaii <laughs> uh, which is insane because we've, we've been we've toyed with the idea of going there for so long and we've kind of avoided doing that for so long and i can't believe that now it's like two weeks ago we're like let's do it and all of a sudden we're moving in two days um but it's it's uh it's a crazy move because we have uh, a two-month-old baby two dogs that's it. That's it. Not much more. We don't, luckily we're not people that are attached to things. We have a few luggages, but nothing too crazy. Um, although you do have to travel with a lot more when you have a kid. And they can't carry their stuff. <laughs> it's a lot carry. more, you know, yeah. I'm actually really surprised that, um, <clears throat> okay, let me first talk about what the journey is going to look like. Um, and then I'll tell you what I'm surprised about with airlines. So, we're going to drive, we're right now in Central Florida in um, Orange City, which is uh, about an hour north of Orlando. And we're going to drive uh, in five days all the way to California, Southern California. So we go from here to Pensacola, Pensacola to Houston, Houston to Fort Stockton, uh, from there to Tucson, Arizona, and then from there to Ontario, Southern California, which is where my in-laws live. We're going to spend about a week there so Alaska can meet her grandparents and aunts and everybody. And then on the 17th, we are flying um, to the big island of Hawaii. So I'm really excited that airlines allow free strollers and free like chairs and, you know, car seats and all that stuff. Um, and she gets a carry on, even though she's an infant and goes on my lap and doesn't pay for the ticket. She gets an extra like a, not a carry on, but like a personal item. So I can take my personal item and a diaper bag, which that's pretty well, awesome. Well, that's in their best interest. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. 
of course it is. Um, and the stroller too. Like I'm, I'm excited about the stroller because I'm like, oh my gosh, like the giant thing. Like if I have to like, you know, how do you even? Yeah. But um, but it's very nerve wracking. I will say, very mm -hmm. nerve wracking, especially because my child, lovely as she is, um, does not seem to super love being in a car seat. She's gonna oh. get accustomed to it over this next five days. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you'll be okay is the question because she will be okay. She's, you know, you know she's safe. You know she's not hungry. Right. You know, it's right. gonna be your mental game at that point of. Well, I have figured out how to breastfeed while sitting in the back seat next to her. Um. It's going to be you know, five days of you breastfeeding straight. No, I mean, it's not comfortable <laughs> and I cannot do it for long periods of time. And I'm taking a pillow or two just for help. But it can be done. It can be done. And the fact that it can be done, I think, is half the battle. I also have noise canceling headphones <laughs> if I have to. Um, I mean, it's, it's not ideal, but you've got to do what you've got to do. Um, no, I was joking about the headphones. Yeah, um, I know. <laughs> my poor, my poor husband will then he'll be the one suffering. But um, and and this girl got lungs, mm -hmm. like, wow, she can scream. Um, it's funny she that she has periods of of doing really well, and then she's like enough, ah, you know, and it's yeah. like. But we are taking some precautions, and a lot of the precautions I'm taking have been gifts you know, by a lot of the mothers that I have in my community on Instagram. And so I've purchased like little things that you can wrap around the car seat so she can entertain herself. I've um, made a whole bundle of different toys and activities and books and things that I'm going to take with her. I have like five new artists added to my children's music, you know, collection on Spotify so we can play different music in different languages for her in the car other than Baby Shark. Um, we missed that one. I'm so glad. When I put um, kids music, that was the first song. And I was like, like this can't be the only thing. That, like, there's got to be help for me. And I have found some help. I have found some really nice artists in, in Spanish and French and in English. So it's perfect. Um, so, yeah, you know, I'm going to sit in the back seat. Um, we are renting a bigger car. Um, yeah. We're trying traveling mostly in the mornings when she's usually in better spirits. But it so happens that Alaska is now on a leap week. So I did not even know a leap thing was a thing, but I found out there's an app called leap weeks that basically tells you when your child is going. So they have the growth spurts and they also have the leaps. And so the leaps is basically when they do like a, like a brain change, a, brain, a developmental, I guess, growth. Yeah. And right now she's going through the leap that basically makes them go from like one dimensional, everything to learning patterns in the world. Right. Huh. So it's really overwhelming for them. And she is basically just wanting to be with me all the time. Yay. Yay. <laughs> no, it's actually really sweet because she looks nothing like me. And I feel like because she looks nothing like me, I feel like she's just naturally attracted to her father, even though that, there's no evidence of that. But I just I, feel I feel you on that. That's an evolutionary thing, though, that they evolutionary ev of a through time, they children look like their father when they're born. It was kind of like a proof mm -hmm. <laughs> of purchase sort of thing. Right. Uh, <laughs> evolution was like, no, there's no denying that that is your child. Like my right. daughter came out and I was like, yep, there's nothing of me in there. 
it's all him. So yeah, but for my daughter to start looking like me from where she looks like now, she needs like a whole facial reconstructive surgery. Like, <laughs> it surprised you. One day you look at her like, oh, I make that face. So. Yeah, you know, I used to look a lot like my dad when I was a child, and now I'm literally like my mom's clone, just a lighter skin tone. So I think, I think it, it I, I have hope. <laughs> 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 she literally looks nothing like me, like nothing, like nothing. She like, it's funny because like today, she has my personality, I think. She's, uh, she's a little more on the cranky side, so I think <laughs> it's more me. <laughs> she's very like like strong will then when she when she wants something you don't give it to her she's not patient she, ah! you know and that's more me um unfortunately the things that she's picking up from me don't seem to be the virtues um but i think those will be there too um no but i saw roger my husband yawning this morning like stretching and i was like oh uh-huh. my god they're the, same. they're the same like i never paid attention to the way he yawn or stretch before but i see her yawn and stretch every day and then when i saw him do it i was like isn't it mind-blowing exactly like the same hand gestures and facial features like i couldn't believe it mm-hmm. wow it's like incredible it is very mind-blowing yeah let's stay on topic about travel though no yeah I feel like um, we keep going on that. Let's get yeah. back to where we were. So traveling, you've got all your stuff set up. You're ready to go. People, I think, get intimidated by traveling with their kids. My whole thing is, it's just like taking them out to eat. You have to introduce them to these things so that they get comfortable. Of course, it would be, you know, if they have the spirit. And I don't have a problem with this. If they're very strict and like nap time is this time in their bed. This is how we do it. Da, 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 da. But then... For, for us, that was impossible. Like we never knew where we were going to be, what time zone, you know, I mean, Chloe was past that with naps, but giving them the introduction of what it means to be more fluid and travel and, and go out to eat and experience different things at a young age when they're not actually participating in the experience, but like they're along for the ride is how you set the stage for them later in life to be ready to, to be more, uh, yeah, sorry. I lost you guys traveled, yeah. Chloe, until recently, fairly recently. Well, like, oh gosh, we've been here for five years. But that's still, I mean, she, but she, the, I mean, the majority of her life, you guys were always going. Yeah, we were coming. Go- well, when she was little, we, this is another point I wanted to make about traveling with kids. I remember when we did it, people were like, well, do you guys have a trust fund? Like, how are you able to do that? And I'm like, no. <laughs> right. No, we, we did it differently. Like now I'm setting myself up because we're getting itchy feet and like, we're ready to move again. But before we just, we saved and we, we did things instead of going out for coffee, we had people over for coffee. Instead of going out to dinner, we made really amazing food, but we made it at home so that we could set ourselves up for when we were ready to go, to be able to go and not have to like think about work for a while. And that's what we did. Now we're not going to do that. Like now we're trying to, where we are creating a work life that is more digital so that I can take it anywhere I go. Uh, But with Chloe, we started off and on when she was four, we would just take little trips here and there. Uh, We we were in a lot of debt. So we were trying to get out of debt so that we would have some freedom. Mm -hmm. And then when we bought a, we bought a sailboat that we ended up fixing up and we did that for a little while. And that was that the struggle for that with us wasn't the travel bit. It was the lack of doors. 
Mm. So there's different ways to travel. We were very budget travelers, extending and stretching. Yeah. But we did it. I mean, and then we did an RV and we, we, uh, we went all across the country and that was the best education I could have given my daughter at like six, seven, eight, because she went to the Grand Canyon instead of like doing social studies, we went and did the ranger things. We went into the Canyon. Like we did all those things. Um, when we were, yeah, it was amazing. I learned so much too, because we knew we were homeschooling obviously because we were on the road full time and I didn't want to do be locked into a curriculum with digital school. So a lot of that, her education came from that experience. And now I feel like she learned so much more than she ever would have in a classroom. And Mm -hmm. so that travel component was such an integral part to her development, you know, Something she doesn't even remember that we did, like when she was young, but it's still ingrained in her. And you of know, course, yeah. And I mean, even if you don't remember, it does still take take you know that it takes a place in your development and your in your mm-hmm. growth. Like I keep thinking with Alaska, um, you know, when she was in the belly, so our honey, our baby moon, we 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 went to California, we went to Mexico, and then we did a whole two week trip to Hawaii. And now we're doing the exact same thing. So we're dropping, except for we're oh, driving yeah. to California, then we're going That's to Baja, crazy. and then we're going to Hawaii, you know? And I just think one of the reasons we're moving so early is because cause we were going to wait at least until September. So I mean, not that much more time, but like at least a month later. You had to expedite though. You're expediting it. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to like have her grow up at least in this first months in a place where she could be outside and play and be in nature and go to the beach and yeah. not be afraid. And with the current state of the world here at least in this part of Florida, like we go outside and very few people are covered up at the beaches. People are super intrusive. Um, and it's really hot. And it's really, yeah. Oh my God. Can we take a moment? It's so hot. Oh my God. I went outside. I sort of, I wasn't even there 10 minutes. She had like, she was dripping sweat from her head, like crazy. Um, she just heard me talk about how hot it was and she started crying. Again. <laughs> um, but it's true. You know, like I just keep thinking, it's just it's just so unbearably hot and we can't go outside there are no mountains there are no hikes like she's gonna spend the first six months of her life cooped up somewhere inside like that does not seem like you know fun way to raise a child and so like that's one of the reasons that's one of the motivators right to move to to make this move and to go travel but another one is exposing her like you said early on to all these experiences because if you want to have a lifestyle where you're used to traveling where your child is not holding on to their 35 toys where you're not collecting a bunch of crap you don't need and then having to struggle to get rid of it. Mm-hmm. This is the best way to do it. And I get that question all the time. When I posted a couple of days ago on Instagram that we were going to Hawaii, so many people were like, are you taking all your things? And I was like, what things? Like yeah. we custom built this tiny home so that all the furniture and everything here stays. Um, it was bought for the same purpose of it staying. So I don't have to worry about that. All the stuff that was hers, that was valuable. I already sold um, I, I buy everything mostly secondhand if, yeah. I, if I know I'm not going to use it for a long time. And I know that nothing is being used for a long time because I know that I cannot be trusted to be anywhere for more than six months. Right. You know? So it makes like after a while, of course, it wasn't always like this. I used to buy things like full price or at the store. And then I caught on. I was like, I'm spending all this money and, and like then I'm going to get rid of it, you know, because sometimes even if you want to sell things, you even run out of time to list the things to deal with the wholesaling of the things. So if you buy secondhand, then you kind of just like donate it at the end of it. And it makes it so much easier. It's kind of like your good karma, you know, like, yeah, I can't sell it, I'll just donate it. And that's it. You know? 
You know, it's funny. I was just talking to Chloe about this. The first time she went into a department store, my dad took her for like her birthday to go shopping. And we had always thrifted. We'd always gone to consignment shops. We had always done that. Like that's what, when we wanted something, we needed something, we would go there. And so the first time she went into like a store store, she was so overwhelmed. She was like, everything's the same. Why is everything (laughs) the same? And she was four. And it, that also makes me think about traveling because diversity it's if you're in the same car in the same neighborhood same people you see same 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 how can you appreciate understand respect and learn from other people if you aren't around other people if you aren't seeing different things how can you truly appreciate this beautiful planet and want to do things that are a little more environmentally friendly if you don't get out in the environment if you can't like connect to it I know that that's that's not true a lot of people can do that but it's so much easier if you're in the redwoods or in the sequoia like standing next to a sequoia tree holding on to this 3,000 year old tree to get an actual appreciation for the depth of that versus seeing it in a book I also think it makes our jobs as parents easier because I think a lot of these lessons are self-taught as opposed to us having to instill the lesson in them. Like, you know, I found myself, we bought this really, really nice crib for Alaska. Um, Super high tech. It does all these things, yada, 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 right? The whole shit. Because, you know, you you want the best for your kids. Right. As I'm traveling, I even considered shipping this crib to Hawaii. <laughs> and then I was like, what is wrong? Like, that's not a crib, it's a bassinet, right? It's not even a crib, it's a bassinet. It literally only is used, like, she was probably gonna be able to use that at the most until fourth month because she's a very, very big kid. And so I found myself at one point just being like, stop, who are you? This is not yeah. you. Like, you're not holding on to a crib. You're not shipping a crib all the way across the world to like Hawaii like a crib that she's going to use for one more month. You don't need this. She does not need this. She can sleep anywhere. You can sleep anywhere. Like the whole point of this whole life lifestyle that you want to, to have is that she's basically like, you know, constantly exposed to different environments and different things and different people. Like, no, you're not shipping a crib to Hawaii. (laughs) When we sold everything to move officially, like we still had our house. We rented our house up, but we sold everything. And I kept, one chest of drawers that was my grandmother's that was really sentimental but I knew I didn't have to ship it I could leave it at my friend's house and so like I stored some artwork some things that were like were sentimental because I did have some sentimental things and that was it and we got rid of everything else and um now like or a few years ago we got hit by Hurricane Irma and everyone it was devastating don't get me wrong. It was completely devastating. Our house got flooded. It was a really big disaster. We had just done all this stuff to this house. Uh, but the things where people were like, well, I lost, you know, this is gone. And we had no attachment to anything at that point. We were just kind of like, this really freaking sucks that this happened and we have to deal with this. And that's unfortunate, but we weren't like devastated by the loss of the things. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, and I think that came from traveling because things are things are things are money. So if you're looking to travel and you want more experiences versus stuff, get stop buying stuff and invest in travel in that way. You don't have to go full time like we did. You don't have to do it like like you guys are doing it. You can still travel several times a year 
without really modifying much except buying less shit. <laughs> and, and I think a lot of the times why travel is so expensive is because people carry so much with them. Yeah. Like I spoke to someone the other day and they were like, well, yeah, you have the plane ticket and then you have to add like a hundred to hundred dollars worth of luggage fees. And I'm like, what? No. Like, wh why? Like Pretty I don't good. carry one. <laughs> Yeah, no, the three of us went to Costa Rica a year before last, uh, and all three of us just took a backpack. That was it. And that included, like, my computer and our camera, like, three backpacks. That was it. Yeah. That's it. That's all you need. I mean, you wash yeah. yourself, you know. But, you know, um, talking about the attachment to things, um, I was really holding on to certain things to sell until the last like few days yeah. um because i was like how am i gonna how am i gonna how am i gonna you know and one of the things was her changing table i was like how am i gonna change her if i sell that and then i, I was never talking, had a changing table yeah i was talking to a friend of mine the other day and i was like do you want do, would you like to like do you need this changing table because she's gonna move into the little tiny home we live in now and she's a friend of my sister and she's like oh i don't use that and i was like how do you change her? She's you like, oh, I use the bed with her on the floor on the bed yeah. because like she struggles, so I make it a game, and I never, I've never used a changing table, and I was like, oh, and again, I'm like, oh, do you need a changing table? You, yeah. Another moment of like, oh gosh, you know, like she loves her change. She loved it. She would actually, we could put her there to sleep, and she would just stay there. Um, but it's just something else and you just have to switch. All you have to do is just change your perspective, pivot, and that's it. Like it's, it's all these attachments we build, all these like, in the same thing with traveling. Are you have people who are like, oh, are you afraid, you know, because of, well, we're choosing to travel by car because I rather, I can control where I stop for gas, where I stay at as a hotel, how I check in, who goes in for the check-in versus in an airport. There are so many encounters. And since we're going to be seeing our in-laws and, People over there, I would feel so horrible if I brought some kind of, you know, virus. Mitigating as best you can. But you're still living your life. Right. Which, you know, yeah. when I was pregnant, I really, really, really quarantined hard. Like, I have literally not left this house until this past month since March. That's all of March, all of April, May, June, July. Like, five entire months. I left for the first time to go anywhere. And then in the middle of July for my birthday, right? So almost five entire months of quarantine. Um, and now that we're leaving, but we have really, we don't even like when I go, I've gone grocery shopping a few times. Otherwise my husband goes because, you know, just protect, 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 you know? Yeah. But now I'm kind of at a point where it's like, okay, either we stay here for the rest of a year and all she sees for the first six months of her life is 163 square feet of a tiny home or we do this once, we risk it once. Of course, we're going to quarantine when we get to Hawaii, but we're hoping to, hoping to rent a place with outside space so we can at least go to the garden and, you know, see some flora and fauna, you know? <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to weigh the options. What would your one piece of advice before we wrap this up? Just one piece of mm -hmm. advice about traveling with kids. I can do mine first because I've actually done traveling with no. kids. <laughs> and that is to not stress so much about having everything planned we did not plan hardly anything i'm not saying don't have a hotel like you have things lined up to stay at so especially in this time that we're in right now but trust that everybody needs a place to stay there's always food to eat there's always these things and so be a little more free in your travel in that way does that make sense my piece of advice is just go just go so wait for the right time. Just go. My sister has been wanting to travel. She keeps waiting for the right moment. Everybody I meet keeps saying, now, oh, how do you do it? How? It's so hard. Look, it's only easy for us because we do it. It's not, it's not easy. 
we have three pages worth of to-do lists that we keep doing every other day because it's not easy. And it's not easy in the sense that there's always things you have to handle and take care of, but it's kind of like dealing with a bureaucratic anything. Like, you know, when you have to go do a passport or get some kind of visa or anything like that, like it seems like this mountain of things. And once you start ticking off things, it's not impossible. It's just, you have to organize yourself and just kind of go with it. Right. Well, you, so, in, you envelop it into like what you're used to doing. You know? And you probably, like, the thing is, we, we fear, like when you start thinking of why you can't do something, you allow fear to take over. And then it seems like the reasons not to do it are bigger and more important than the reasons to do it. And I think, I think that's why I just take action and go. When we decide to leave, it's usually within two weeks to a month. Because if we start thinking about it and planning it, it's never going to happen. Just yeah. go. Go and life will plan it out and give you everything you need. <laughs> yeah. I have actually a second piece of advice. Oh, oh. That- that the girl that just won. <laughs> I know, right? It was, and it, this is what made me think about it. I was talking about the Grand Canyon. When we went there, we were like, do we want to go? Of course we want to go. It's a Grand Canyon. Like, we, everyone, I feel like, needs to see that. But it felt so organized and and Disney-fied, Disney-fied. <laughs> That's how it felt because they had, like, tour buses and stuff. So my suggestion is go do those things, but get off the path. Get away from those moments of the photo op and go down a trail and have a real experience in the place that you're visiting. If that's in a big city, like don't stay just on in Times Square, like go off a couple blocks and experience it in that way. So it doesn't, I'm not just talking about in nature, but like anywhere you go, yeah, see the thing that you're there to see, but then step off that path and see what else there is to see. Because that's that, if that's your jam, if you want to stay downtown and do the Disney thing, do that too, you know, but oh, do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you really want to experience a place, it's not going to be in that photo op place. Yeah, it won't. It definitely. That's one thing we can both definitely vouch for. Yeah. The real, the real gem, the real, the real gift of travel is not in the touristy places. It, it never is. At least for me, it's never been. I've never felt fallen in love with a place or had an experience that made me feel something great and want to continue doing this at a destination that was like the place to go. It's always off the beaten path somewhere else. Yeah, exactly. I think that's a good way to wrap this one up. Yes, it is. (laughs) We will catch you guys next time. Have an awesome day. Bye. Bye.